0: Welcome to Responding to Life, a podcast hosted by me, Josephine Atlery. Do you ever feel like you could use some guidance when life throws you a curveball? By listening to the narratives in this podcast, you will learn from other people's experiences and responses to challenging situations so you can fast-track the learning curve to get ahead in your own life. Welcome to a bonus episode of my podcast, Responding to Life, Living Reflectively Through a Journey of Health, Fertility, and Parenthood. As this podcast is all about managing life's curveballs and overcoming adversity to ultimately find joy, it felt so timely to stop my podcast schedule in its tracks so that I could discuss how to navigate a major obstacle that is challenging all of us, the global pandemic caused by the coronavirus. In a few special episodes, I will speak with some amazing individuals who are doing their best to be the source of strength and security for their families while they maintain their sanity and possibly also juggle work from home. In today's episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Munira Freeman, a beautiful soul that I had the pleasure of going to college with. Munira p- currently lives in Chicago with her husband and two kids. So let's dive right into this conversation. So what has been the biggest challenge for you during this pandemic? I feel like
1: challenge implies a singular challenge. (laughs) (laughs) This is a multi-layered challenge. I think that the main, I would say the main challenges, uh, are, you know, somewhat logistical. You know, I have two kids. My daughter is six. My son is four. So their understanding around why we can't do certain things or, you know, why their favorite places like the aquarium are closed, um, are challenging to talk about because they understand it, but they don't quite understand it. Um, but I would say honestly, if I had to pick one thing that's really been the biggest challenge, it's really, it's a mental piece just within, um, within myself in terms of, I describe it and I've just, I've been describing it to people as a stutter step. There is just a space where we're used to doing things a particular way, going about life in a particular way, and now we're having to step back. So there's this sense of, I'm used to doing this, but I can't do that now. And just sort of navigating that, even with the smallest things of, I'm used to going to the store without gloves and a mask on, and we're not doing that now. So there's a little bit of like internal resistance, I feel, within myself that I have to
0: manage. What came to mind for me was how to navigate this new normal that we find ourselves in. And so for me, I'm all about, as you know, I'm all about schedules and all these things. And so juggling the kids' school schedules and then juggling my work schedule against my husband's and the children, and then just keeping life in order. That has been, for me, the toughest part of all of this. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that, and
1: I'm, I'm curious, what are some of the things that your kids are asking you about in terms of this, this challenge, this time with, with COVID-19? And how are you feeling about your ability to answer?
0: Well, so I have kids that range in age. So the questions that I get are very different. So mm-hmm. with the, the four year olds, they ask, they kind of, have taken to this idea because they are freely talking about it. For example, I asked one of them, one of the four-year-olds, can I cut your hair tomorrow? And he said, no, I'd like to wait to go to the store to do it once the virus is gone because I want it fancy. (laughs) 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 You know what? You're going to just have to deal with Mommy cutting your hair. So they talk about it in ways that it's just sort of matter of fact. And actually, I was thinking about it the other day and it just, it kind of broke my heart a little bit that they, that this was in their vocabulary. That this was, as I mentioned, like this was their new normal for them. This was something in their life that they'll be able to just, that's a part of them. And so that made me a little bit sad. And then I have the 11 year olds twins and the 13 year old and the 13 year old isn't asking anything. He's just happy that he's on his media like 24 seven. And, and then the 11 year olds, they've taken that same, you know, they've kind of, they've been really adaptable and I'm really impressed by just their perseverance and their resilience about it because they took to it. They started doing online schooling and they seem fine. And I'll ask them about their feelings. And, but, you know, they feel safe at home. And so they're not, you know, that is, I guess that's how they're dealing with it. How are your little ones doing with this new? Well, it's, it's interesting. So
1: my, um, my, my daughter, my, my six-year-old has uh she asks quite a few questions about the virus she has asked me and her dad to show her pictures of it last night she asked me if I had a video <laughs> so there's a little bit of of she's she's gathering information from us and getting you know asking us questions about you know who can get it and And things of that nature. Now, it's interesting, my four year old, he doesn't ask as many questions, but he will reveal things sort of in a piecemeal way. So, for example, there have been a couple of days here in our area where the weather has been particularly nice and much more so than the past, the couple of weeks prior. And he's been giving us a lot of pushback about going outside. Now, granted, this is a kid who loves to ride his scooter. And do all of these things, but he doesn't, he, he, he's been really reluctant to go outside. And today he told me that he doesn't want to go outside because he doesn't want to catch the virus. And so we talked about how that's not exactly how you get it. <laughs> um, And just try to, you know, I really tried to, you know, allay his fears, uh, but it was a little, you know, that was sad for me that he's thinking, oh, I don't want to go outside. I might, I might get sick or i might get ill and so right. that's that's been that's been a bit of a it's been a bit of a challenge for sure i mean in terms of the day to day i i will say that i think they are you know considering they haven't been anywhere in nearly a month um mm-hmm. i'm very impressed with their their resilience and like their adaptability to the situation they mm-hmm. have one another they keep each other company I think that helps quite a bit, and then there's also right. the the space of like you know I'm I'm sick of my sibling, which I understand
0: too. Right. Um,
1: <laughs> but they've been they've been really they've really have have they really have adjusted. I mean, they my daughter misses school and socializing, and so mm-hmm. even when we went out to a park just to be sort of in the grass and in the open air, she asked me if she could talk to her friends. You know, anyone she sees at a park is her friend, basically but i said no we can't play with other people which is a weird thing to tell your kid you can't play with someone yes, right um so there's there's you know several kids out there who are all playing in just different spaces who are just dodging each other because
0: <laughs> of right. where we're at yeah.
1: and you're having conversations with other adults you're having full conversations at 6 feet away like just <laughs> Because, you know, you don't know when you're going to encounter someone you don't live with <laughs> and right. to be able to exchange some, some commentary with. So it, it's it's interesting to, you know, to see that and, and have to, you know, watching them having to like my daughter sort of adjusting her social patterns um, around this is it, it's, it's 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 odd. Like, it's just odd that we we have to say, yes, you can go outside, but no, you can't talk to anyone.
0: <laughs> um right. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a new job, right? Yes. How's that going? Um,
1: You know, it's actually going, it's going pretty well considering. So when I started, uh, I have a team that works out in California uh, that I, the team that I work with is essentially, they're all based in California. They had been working from home since uh, the week before I started. So they were already doing that here in here in uh in Chicago. We were not doing that yet. I did get to go to the office for an entire four days before the recommendations came through to work from home so essentially it's interesting because everyone is um, you know everyone's operating in the same in the same boat of uh, being at home long periods of time and being on video calls so it's been it's it's been a good period for me to get ramped up. It's also obviously an unprecedented time for everyone, including this organization. So it's what I'm seeing from people, I would say, in this very stressful period. Actually, I find it comforting that people are as open and empathetic uh to, you know, to me, to others, to themselves, Um as they are and really as an organization having leaders who are really concerned about our well-being and you know, and essentially concerned about how we might be feeling and how stressed we might be not only with the you know the virus and everything that goes along with that but also continuing to you know have a a strong you know professional presence and uh and engagement uh through our work so it's been interesting to manage from a individual perspective and but it's also i think for me been very um it's been very good to engage with an organization and be a part of an organization um that is coming out as strongly in favor of the health um the health of employees and uh their families and and the community around them
0: that's great yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, no, that's wonderful. So how are you it able really to funny. juggle the new job and then the kids at home? <laughs> that's like a depends bit. on
1: the day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Right. <laughs> it really depends on the day. I, I, I try to get up rough at roughly the same time, um, that I've been getting up. Uh, In general, in that sort of, I'm going to work, but I'm really going downstairs to my entryway to work out with a YouTube video. Um, And so for me, the management of my day, Josephine, honestly starts right there. If I can get up and get down to the entryway and work out, everything else actually goes really, really smoothly.
0: Yeah. If I don't,
1: right. If I don't, it could go either way. (laughs) <laughs> um <laughs> and and it it really it's really really it's 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 amazing how sort of that piece for me has been um when it's been missing its really its absence is felt very strongly uh mm-hmm. and when it's in place i just i feel a rhythm throughout my day um that i don't feel at any other time uh, so all that to say like uh, that along with bringing back journaling into my, into my morning and some meditation into my morning mm-hmm. starts off, starts things off really, really strongly. I don't have as strong of a schedule or as tight of a a kid's schedule, I think as I would like, but mm-hmm. I'm also in a space where I'm trying to give myself a break around some of those I should be doing this or I should have it this way type of thoughts um, Mm -hmm. because it's not helpful and it's, 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 it's less helpful now that there are frankly just, there's, there's, there's nowhere to go. Like there are the resources that we have or that are available to us right now are limited. So understanding that and giving myself a break has also been something I've had to work, work on pretty heavily over this short period
0: yeah no absolutely that would be um for me the same thing in terms of being kind to myself mm-hmm. and and how i respond to just the challenges that are coming my way
1: right. um
0: and also coupling that with flexibility in in all the things that you know, that I need to get done and I, I want to get done and just being okay with the fact that it happens when it happens. So like yourself, I need to, I need to work out every day. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it is visible to others, um, that I have not because of my mental state. Mm-hmm. And, and I also need to meditate. I mean, as a meditation teacher, I need to meditate. So <laughs> if, if I don't do it, then. That's the same thing with exercising, but the flexibility comes in where it's not going to happen for me, like every morning at a certain time, I'll be able to squeeze it in when I can squeeze it in. I just have to make sure it happens. And my husband knows that I need to make it happen. So he's been really supportive in that respect. And, and so for me, that is one of the ways that I've been able to keep it together is just rolling with the punches.
1: Yes, indeed. Indeed. Just to a a question about what you're consuming around this time, you know, and thinking about this situation and how it's changed you, has it changed the way that you consume news, media, et cetera?
0: Well, I never, I, I love this question. I never really I frankly didn't have time to hop on and read the news all the time. And if I did, they would be quick headlines and summaries, and that would kind of be it. Um, Perhaps a podcast while I was driving, but I I can never do local news. And so during this time, I found that when I would happen upon something like, um, just on on social media or or Facebook or something like a news article that someone posted and I happened to read it, I would get triggered and I would feel the anxiety in my body. And so I have had to just stop it completely. I just cannot read anything. If there's something important, I feel like I will get one of those text messages from the city And so the things that I need to know, or there are other places that will just give you updates on just essential things like the CDC without necessarily freaking you out. Uh, That is, that's the way I have found that I can get through things. I need to look at things that are positive in order to keep myself going or else I'll get triggered. And I just... Like that's the worst thing to be stuck in a place and then like feel so emotionally wound up. Right. Right.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. I can, I can certainly, I can certainly relate to, to that. Um, I have a, a bit of a, a, there's an odd thing about me where I find information Mm -hmm. super comforting and Okay. But I even have to give myself or tell myself, okay, enough is enough. Like you have enough information. You don't uh-huh. need to, you know, sort of watch something on a continuous loop to <laughs> be even more informed that doesn't exist. So yeah. I've I've had to balance that need to know that's just an innate part of me, with also the space to take care of myself in other ways uh-huh. and not be so attached to just, you know, putting the kids to bed and sitting down and turning on national news and just watching for, you know, an hour or three. I right. had to cut that out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or your need for information sounds like your child. That's so funny. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're very similar. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We're very, very, very similar. My kids are are very uh interesting in that regard. We had a and i'll share just a little bit about this so since this has um, since the since the virus has become a much more of a clear national safety issue um, we had uh, a relative of ours who passed away and i had a conversation with my kids about this um, cuz this was someone that they knew and they saw regularly and when uh my relative found out, we found out that he was um he was ill and he was going into hospice and there was essentially not more that they could do for him. I sat down with my kids and I talked to them about what was happening. And so my daughter immediately asked me, well, does this mean he's dying? And I said, well, yes, it actually does. She said, OK. So she was comfortable with that. My son looks at me and says, I don't want to talk about people dying and just got up and left. (laughs) And I thought, okay, (laughs) not sure where this is going to (laughs) go. But he's a bit more, I I think he's a little bit, I also am a processor. So I see some processing aspects in him where it'll take a few days, but eventually he'll start to tell me how he's feeling. So, you know, it was like when I talked to them about, you know, our relative passing away, He didn't really say much to me, but it took him maybe like a week or so later. He said, you know, I miss so-and-so. So So it just, it takes a little while. So you watch your kids take in very heavy information, like about death and dying and illness and a virus that is, you know, you know, incredibly um, dangerous to, you know, to the public, to the public health. And so watching them take in all this sort of heavy information at their age and looking at how they process it is kind of fascinating. And then on the back end, I go to bed and I think, okay, did I handle that conversation correctly? I'm like, I don't know about you, but like, do you feel like when you're talking to your kids about this and you know, about some of the spaces and sense of normalcy that is not there, do you second guess
0: yourself? Cause I am all the time. Oh, absolutely. Even outside of, Outside of this this (laughs) pandemic, I'm always questioning what I'm saying to them. (laughs) And They're just rolling the dice, seeing what happens. (laughs) That's motherhood. (laughs) Yeah, that's true.
1: In a nutshell, yes.
0: (laughs) Oh, goodness. So how do you think, you know, after, I mean, we're in it, still in it. But so Mm -hmm. far, how do you feel it has changed you? Hmm. I
1: I went through this. I had a conversation with someone, and this was probably I don't know, maybe five months ago. And we were talking about life in general, and just you know the beliefs that we have, and and what sort of backs those up, and how essentially. I said, I said, you know, this is all made up, like, we made this up, and we can make something different. And when I think about, when I think about this pandemic, it's a part of, it's a part of that, in the sense that all of the structures, quote unquote, are either eroding or, and revealing, you know, mass inequity, uh, you know, and disparities in our in our in our world that we knew were there but are now right. being revealed in a very clear way but that all of the structures that a lot of our lives and businesses and economies are built around are simply not able to withstand this and we'll see obviously as it still unfolds what will happen but it's changed me in the sense that I know for sure that everything that you think is stable and secure can literally disappear on you overnight. So Mm -hmm. it all goes back to this story I heard Wayne Dyer tell around a man asking his guru what is real. And his guru's response was that which never changes. And so if you apply that to everything, what are you left with? Cause everything's going to change.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, I ask myself,
1: that. what is real? Because the only thing that is real is something that doesn't change. And that's the thing, the things that are really inside of us and our awareness, but not externally at all. Right.
0: Right. I love that. Yeah. No, that's good. So what are some of the things three, that have changed for you? For me, um, probably the biggest thing would be to, to let go, which mm-hmm. has been an evolution for me ever since I've started meditating for myself and then teaching meditation. But it's been this ongoing process for me. And this really has been quite an exercise in doing that because in all my life, it's been about having this sense of control over everything so that it would give me a sense of security. And now, I mean, we're left with, with nothing, with none of that. And so just the ability to be, in this present moment and then let go of everything else except for just this present moment and how I'm choosing to respond to it has been this great daily practice. And each day it's helping me to change and evolve just to the next level. Um, and then the other thing that has changed for me is I've always been on the go. I mean, with five kids, that's just, that's just life. I'm constantly going. And so this has forced me to just slow down. There's absolutely nowhere to go. And, and it's been amazing and very challenging, but it has definitely, it was like life was forcing me to finally just see what it would be like to slow down and it's great it definitely has its ups and downs but I I never would have been able to put my I feel like I never would have been able to really put myself in this type of bubble and situation outside of this so you know it's been it's been an eye-opening exercise to slow down for sure.
1: I can, uh, I can relate to that a lot. I am also a on the go person. I I also, I think being on the go is also part of my overall parenting philosophy, which is to seek to expose my kids to as many different things as I can. Mm -hmm. And being in this space of not being able to do one of my core things with them Mm -hmm. is Is really, it's, it's really, it's a huge shift, obviously. Um, but I love what you said about being present. Um, because I had a moment last week where I, I just had, I was just having like a particularly stressful morning day and I knew I was really having a stressful day because I normally don't really feel stressed. Um, but I was just in a s in a headspace where I just couldn't could get out. And I, I I kinda had to stand in front of my cabinet and just say, Okay, just be right here, because there's nothing else really that you have to do. Like there's nothing coming. <laughs> you know, right. like there's there's not a deadline, there's nothing. Just 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 be right here and it will be fine. And I basically I mean, I had to tell myself that. Um because I was starting to kind of spiral in my kitchen Mm -hmm. around what I don't know, but just the feeling of this is where you are and there's nowhere else to be. Um, It's also triggered, triggered for me. I've discovered feelings of not having choices Which is something that I'm going to talk to my therapist about (laughs) this week (laughs) because I, I realized that one of my, one of the things that I find is a strong motivator and driver for me is that I always have a choice. Mm -hmm. I can, I can go A or I can take A or I can take B. Like I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking, what are my choices? And my choice here is to stay home or to stay home. And that's a hard, that's a, that's a hard thing for me to wrap. To wrap my head around, and so what I've found is that i if I find myself getting a little stressed or a lot stressed it it starts to come down to that that feeling of i'm not able to move the way that i I, I like to, and I'm also not grounded in the present
0: mm-hmm. I mean one thing that helps me is to think about the choice of, of my mood. Mm-hmm. So, so true. Physically, you have no choice. You're stuck there. I mean, you can, move, you have the choice to move from the bedroom to the kitchen, <laughs> 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 which is great, right? Because some places you may not have that much space. So, but at the end of the day, you do have the choice of your mood. So if you're getting wrapped up in this idea that you're very limited. You're not really limited because you could choose to, to spiral Mm -hmm. or you could choose to just stop it. And just, I like to do gratitudes that always helps me shift perspectives or I'll do an affirmation to just, to just stop myself in, in my tracks to pivot towards being positive in some way. So I have a bunch of different tools that I like to use, but I totally know what you mean. Like when I had that, when I read that one article last week, I, I did, I started to spiral and I had to stop myself. I think at the time I probably just maybe I meditated and then I started to do like deep breathing. And then like I had to throw everything at it because it really made me that agitated and nervous. And right. so I was throwing everything that I could at it. I was like, Oh, I'm grateful for my health. I'm I'm safe, and then I was doing affirmations like I'm safe, I'm healthy, I'm okay. I had to do everything because it was that one was really like, it was just a really bad article that I should not have read. <laughs> but okay. but again, yeah. you know, it all comes back down to choice, and I get what you're what you're feeling mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so when. When we finally one day return back to life outside of the new habits and things that you've been doing, what do you think you will keep with you? I want to
1: keep I want to keep adjusting, and that sounds weird, but I realize. That, I mean, over time, we've had all sorts of changes happen that we've <laughs> adjusted to. You we went from, you know, being in high school to being in college to not having kids to having a ton of kids. Like it's, it's, we've all had adjustments. But I think for me, one of the things I've realized is, is a strength that I can continue to, to, to maximize is the ability to ju- to adjust and the ability to pivot that I think will be crucial um when we emerge um from quarantine at some point because there will be, you know, to your point, a new normal out there. And there will be continuous places where we're going to have to adjust and pivot our mindset, what we do, how we approach the day, how we approach um other aspects of our lives that are that are hugely important. Um, and It may sound kind of, you know, kind of funny, but just I miss going to the gym so much. But my ability to pivot and start working out at my house, small as it may be, has been a big shift for me. And Mm -hmm. I try to give myself an opportunity to see where I can leverage (laughs) strengths in other areas. And I thought about this. I, I can very much be a creature of habit. And so just taking this time to make this shift, uh, is something that I want to leverage across um and adjusting and making changes um in other areas as well. I know I can actually do it. It's not a it's not a secret anymore.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, that's excellent, actually. And that will take you so far and help you out in so many different like in every challenge that will come mm-hmm. your way now because you know that you can do that. You know that you can adapt.
1: And yes. And I think that's something, honestly, we should all do. Like don't, don't, don't hesitate to run your own highlight reel for yourself. Remind yourself that you are day by day getting through a pandemic like a pandemic.
0: Mhm.
1: Not a minor inconvenience where we were all home for a day. It's literally a pandemic. And when I think about people who are you know, think about people who are caretakers. Um, you know, I think about my, some of my own family who take care of our other elderly relatives like they have to do all of that during a pandemic. Like you can if you're doing that there's a lot that you can do, and don't sell yourself short,
0: right, yeah, absolutely. that is a good point.
1: so yeah. for you, what are some habits that you want to continue on?
0: I definitely want to continue with this slow pace. now I know mm-hmm. that when we get back into the real world, as it is mm-hmm. um that we will inevitably start running from this to that. But I think what will be different is there'll be a voice in my head that will ask me, is this really necessary? And that will remind me that back when I was stuck at home, I was perfectly fine not doing that extra thing that I was able to squeeze like yourself, squeeze in that workout at home versus having to add X amount of time to go here and go there. Mm. So I think that I'll always have this experience to, and I hope it stays, you know, like things can just be with us for a moment and then, and then we forget. But I think the longevity of this will be such that. It will be with us for some time, and so I'm hoping that I'll always have this reminder of and this comparison of what life was like when I wasn't just kind of at life's mercy, you know? Right, right. Um, that and you know the time that I've had with the kids, it's been it's been fantastic because actually. I've had time to hang out with them, all of them, in, in the different ways, and that I feel like before I was always squeezing things in because I was trying to do X, Y, Z, and now I've had the chance to really just be with them. So for that, I definitely want to like keep being able to maintain that. So and sleep, I've been able to sleep mm-hmm. because I've been saying, you know what? F it. I don't need to. I need to do that. There's like no need for me to like meet this imposed deadline. I would like to sleep. I'm (laughs) sleeping a lot.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Get the naps in. take all the naps, (laughs) all of them.
0: So once this is all said and done, what are three things that, you are really looking forward to once you can roam the world? I am looking
1: forward to, okay, this might sound, well, I don't care how it sounds. (laughs) I'm looking forward to getting my armpits waxed. I really am. (laughs) I really am. It's, it's a small thing. Um <laughs> it's <a> big thing. <laughs> it's a small thing. And it's you know, some people don't and I, I'm I'm with that too. Uh everybody, you know, do what makes you uh feel your best. Um but it is going to be a fine day when I can go and <laughs> <laughs> see my dear, my dear waxer again. <laughs> my dear <laughs> esthetician. Thank you, please. Um so there's that. I am looking forward to I'm looking forward to walking outside. I'm looking forward to going uh downtown and walking on the lake and being mm. with and being with people. And there's a part of that that kind of makes me think, okay, well, should I do that? But it's, I, I really am looking forward to being, being out here and in the summer and, and doing the things that I enjoy, which really is, is about being outside and, and, having, having activity and, and doing things, um, and doing things with my kids. And like, I would say the third thing I'm looking forward to is I'm looking forward to getting on a plane. And this is coming from somebody True. who prior to prior to my current role, um, I had a consulting job and I traveled a ton and I was always at an airport, um, mm, more mm-hmm. often than not, right. um, Domestically and internationally, and the fact that I haven't been on a plane in so long, I, 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 I want to go somewhere. I'm, I'm thinking that it's, even though we're, 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 we're very much, um, you know, we're very much on, on, on lockdown and, and not able to do much of, of, of anything, but I'm looking forward to getting on a plane and, and going somewhere. I, I am. I'm looking forward to, it sounds like, as I'm thinking about this, I'm looking forward to doing some very dangerous things, but I, <laughs> I am, I really, <laughs> right. really am. Yeah. <laughs> like, are, being in crowds and world. going on planes, yes, go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to, to doing that. I, I really am. Um, what, what for you are some things that you're looking forward to when the door opens?
0: Um, well, I'm, so ready to box again. Like, yes. I can do the workouts at home. I have all the stuff in my, in my garage because we used to live in New Hampshire and mm-hmm. it, we were like 30 minutes from anything. So I have all the gym equipment from those days. And so I can do it here. I'm, I'm quite for, fortunate with that, but I just want to hit my, my trainer again in the midst and like be in that <laughs> environment. <laughs> I just want to hit something <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um the other thing well, the other thing would have to be going on a date with my husband to mm-hmm. an actual restaurant where we're not yeah. driving off with food and making zero contact with whoever's putting it in our car like that would be one thing that I feel has suffered through all of this mm-hmm. is just our just the relationship that we've Built because we've had to tag team parenting. So you know, in the morning he works New York hours. So in the morning he's often sequestered in the bedroom working, and I'm dealing with the kiddos. And then around like one, two o'clock, he's done. And so then, and then we tag team out, and I have to do my stuff. And then in the evening, like we're putting the kids to sleep, we're doing it like a movie night every night. So then we have zero time for each other, which has been probably, it's been tough. It's been really tough. And so actually going on a date with him in a restaurant will feel so amazing. It will be oh, like yeah. such a luxury. Yeah. And then I guess the last thing is I'm an introvert. By nature, but this is a little much even for an introvert. So (laughs) I just want to see, I just want to see other people, but also as I was thinking about it, I also want to have that feeling of freedom inside. So as I'm seeing other people and like going out in the world, I want to have that feeling of being safe and secure and not like worried about, am I? too close to this person, you know, am I doing the right things by like covering my mind, you know, all the things now. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just, I wonder when, even once we're out of quarantine and staying at home advisories, when we'll actually start to feel okay with Mm -hmm. interacting with people like we used Mm -hmm. to. So that'll be, interesting to see how it unfolds yes it'll be interesting to
1: watch things i think eventually ramp up i was talking to my brother-in-law on facetime of course (laughs) (laughs) and uh we were talking a little bit about sports and um the conversations that are being had about canceling seasons and and of leagues that I haven't even started. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I said, you know, honestly, when you think about it, I mean, to be perfectly honest, to go from where we are right now, I mean, to being in a stadium, Mm -hmm. thousands of people, I said, that's, that's a big jump.
0: Yeah. That's a really,
1: really big jump. And I think it's going to be a, a bit of a, a slow climb back to some of those things. I think there might be areas where we might not see that uh for quite some time because right. it's a really big leap to get into a concert or a sporting a, a major sporting event arena. I, I I mean, I I don't I don't I don't, I don't quite grasp it yet. Right. Because of just the exponential nature of, of this virus. It's just, and I, it was funny. I was talking to our mutual friend about just the, the shift here in the states over the past few weeks. And I, my personal thought is, That when the National Basketball League said, we're done for the season, that set a lot of people who perhaps were not really paying attention Mm -hmm. to this Mm -hmm. to really start to die. I mean, to dive into it and to, and to pay attention much more because A, I think it saved, I think it, I would go to say that it saved quite a few lives for that to have happened because Mm -hmm. when they sort of do the math on where teams play and who they engage with. It's, again, it's thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And then to see other, other sports leagues like, you know, major league baseball and everyone else say, okay, we're, we're not gonna, we're not going to do, we're not going to play either. Um, because when you start to actually put, do the math, it's, it's hugely dangerous. Um, And I think it will be some time before we get back to a place where thousands of humans feels okay.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, for sure. So, well, I always like to end my interviews with gratitudes, just like I do with my kids at the end of the night. So can you share with me three of your gratitudes for today? For today, I
1: was grateful for the sun. I didn't get out in it, but it was beautiful to see <laughs> from my conference calls. <laughs> uh I'm grateful for the, just the humor and The intelligence of my kids, they, they give me, they give me a lot of reasons to want to be better. Um, in this situation and, and many, many others. Um, and I'm grateful for, I'm just, I'm grateful for my breath Mm -hmm. to be able to feel it, to be able to acknowledge it, to just have it, to have it, um, to have, it flowing, to have it flowing through this body is is truly uh, is truly a gift every single day, um, and I don't feel honestly grateful for it every single day. But mm-hmm. when I stop to think about it, it, it's it's really one of the greatest gifts.
0: Yes, truly, absolutely. Yep. Well, thank you so much for joining me and taking the time out of your day, Munir. I really appreciate it. It's so great to hear a voice outside of the people in this house and, you know, the insights that you shared, I think will definitely help many people stay sane during this new normal that we have found ourselves in. And it's always great to hear how other people approach life's challenges uh, in different ways so that we can be inspired to try new ways of living our own lives. So thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you for, for having this conversation with me. I'm
1: always inspired by and in awe of you and to be able to talk to you about this and um, definitely feel this uh, cross-country connection. <laughs> it's, it's super, it's super helpful. It's super helpful. I love talking with
0: you. Yeah, no, this was so fantastic. I'm glad yeah. you guys were doing well. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Be sure to check out other tips on how to respond to life in a meaningful way by listening to my other responding to life episodes. I would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family so we can all live life positively. Feel free to add a rating and review at whatever podcast outlet you use. And if you'd like to join me for a quick 15 minute meditation this April, I'm doing them every Wednesday at 1.30 PM. Pacific Standard Time via Zoom. All you need to do is hop onto my website, sign up for the newsletter, and you'll get a link to this Zoom meditation that's absolutely free. Take care, stay healthy, and well. Thank you for listening to Responding to Life, a podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to receive a bi-monthly newsletter with an exclusive and free video meditation, along with wellness tips and deals, please go to www.respondingtolifepodcast.com and sign up for the newsletter by entering your email address in the pop-up box. In there, you'll also learn my seven-step process on how to meditate like a pro so you can stress less and live more joyfully. If you enjoyed the show, I invite you to share it with your friends and leave a rating and review on whatever podcast outlet you use. I look forward to sharing another inspirational story with you real soon.